All right. So we're just joking, but it it took us about 25 minutes to uh, to get microphones and headsets and not microphones all working so we can actually record this. But hey, Janelle. Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, this is going to be fun. It now is. That we have everything working. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now that we finally fixed our technical difficulties. Oh. <laughs> 25 minutes to half hour of not knowing what the hell we're doing anymore. <laughs> it's fine. We still don't know what the hell we're doing, but that's why we're here. Yeah, that's the whole point. But we were just joking, so here's this to start. And what would you like people to know about you? I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love a game of basketball. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Has no business being on Kawhi Leonard. It does not. It does not, man. He's getting flamed all over social media. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's hilarious. For your media day press conference, like someone goes, So we don't know a lot about you. Tell us something. I'm a fun guy. Like with no emotion whatsoever, just pure robotic. A guy that never smiles on the court, never has any like you know, is never emotional in press conferences to say I'm a fun guy. Like, what do you think it's like to hang out with Kawhi Leonard? Honestly, I don't know because, like you said, he doesn't show anything ever. But then you hear, like, you see him just working out and he's incredible. And you he, you hear he wants to be in, like, a New York or L.A. because he's from, you know, from Compton. And I just wonder, like, if you're his friends, like, are you just going to sit around his apartment all day? Like, Do they just stare at each other? Like, I, I, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't picture like a, con- like, what is a, what does a conversation with him look like? I just don't, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything that I've ever seen so robotic other than like a toy we got for my cousin for his birthday that. If you combine it with another one he got is basically Terminator, but like I feel like that's what Kawhi is. He's just two like kids robots that recognize faces and voices and then are just programmed to like eventually take over the world. Exactly. I feel like he's definitely pro like I don't know, he's he's plotting. Like I just I can't I can't and like some of the tweets have been hilarious i'm trying to find one right now hang on a second if you've seen like some of the videos and the mashups people are doing oh they're great like it's just that's the thing that gets me is that laugh like we've never once heard him laugh all we ever see Kawhi hit a big shot and then just stare and just no facial expression just walk over to the sideline he doesn't he'll high five people but it's nothing like no jumping and bumping into people i think my just my favorite tweet was from Dragonfly Jones. Imagine if everyone talks about how robotic you are all the time, and the first time you show them your human side, everyone's like, LMAO, what the fuck was that? Kawhi's never going to laugh in public ever again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no reason. Like, new, like why would you new city, if- new me. New city, new me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I got like if the Raptors are smart, like they're like me thinking as as game presentation here. But like if they're smart, they find some way to turn that into something in arena. Like, 
I know media day was yesterday and they probably got all their footage that they used for the season, but like call him back in for five minutes and just like do something with that laugh. Have his teammates try to imitate it. Just something that'd just be hilarious to put on the video board. Absolutely. Speaking of media day, it still looks weird to see LeBron on a Lakers jersey. It's still very oh weird. God. Yeah. And we all knew it was coming too. We we had what, two years at this point knowing that, hey, they have all this cap space. They're going to get LeBron. Absolutely. Like, we've had two years of seeing the the poorly photoshopped 23 jerseys over LeBron all this time, and it still looks weird. And I like how he said, like, he kind of, it's funny because somebody asked him to, about, like, you know, how do the how do you expect to win over, you know, the L.A. fan base or, you know, to have them respect you? And he's like, I signed a four-year deal. It's kind of a slap in the face to Cleveland since he wouldn't sign any. He was doing one-year deals. Now, I get why because Dan Gilbert. But at the same time, like, that that's, that's hurtful. Like, a four-year deal, I mean, for him to actually say that? Yeah. I was... Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> hit that again. Whoops. Oh, well, that laugh is still worth it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, LeBron. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I understand the Dan Gilbert side of it, and not being a fan of him, and and what he, how he reacted when when LeBron first went to Miami. But to go out on media day, knowing that, you know, like. It's media day. Everyone is going to be looking for that first LeBron quote. And one of the first ones we get on Twitter and, and on video is him saying that he signed a four-year deal after four years of holding the Cavs hostage, pretty much. Like, you do what I want or I'm going to walk at the end of the year. Right. It's, it's, it's crazy to see that that was the first thing. Yeah, I know. And then, I mean, I guess the other big thing right now is the whole Jimmy Butler news, and he's going. He might be going to Miami. Yeah, Miami. He wants to go to either Brooklyn, the Knicks, or the Clippers. Which the Clippers is interesting. Like, I know he wants a big market, but if you look at that roster right now, like they have, in my opinion, they don't have much to give the Timberwolves. The thing, I mean, from what I've read, they've been saying that the Heat get Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson, and Dang, and then the Wolves get Whiteside, James Johnson, Tyler Johnson, and then a lottery pick in 2019. I mean, that's, I'm not yeah, sure about I'm, that. I'm, I'm all over that. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think it would be huge. And you get rid of Hassan Whiteside's ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous contract. Absolutely. Yeah. That they, oh my God. We're trying to do right now. Is we knew the mi- I knew the minute they did that, they were going to regret it. Yeah. He just doesn't, like, what was it, two two off-seasons ago when the league was starting, you know, everyone was realizing it's the, the next couple of years of the league is going to be 3 and D, space and pace, like, and you sign a guy who can't play from more than, like, maybe 10 to 15 feet away from the rim. Exactly. But, on Joel Embiid and he gets bodied every every minute. Yeah, I know. I mean, I just it it's a waste. So I mean, if they can dump him and get Jimmy Butler, and then you know they got they can send. I mean, they obviously I don't think they're going to be they're not going to compete. I mean, they'll be they'll be you know competitive, probably a play. I mean, obviously a playoff team, but I mean, 
you still have Dwayne Wayne for one last season. It'd be kind of cool to see him go out with a good team, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, no, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade deserves that, at least, in Miami. Um, I mean, he's he's their best player in franchise history, bar, bar none. It, it's not even close. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, and then it came out yesterday during media day that Udonis Aslam uh, is also retiring at the end of the year. Yeah, they're going out, they're going out together. I think that's really awesome. That's really cool, actually. That's the way that should be done. Like, they're, they're boys, and... I can't see the heat. It's it's going to be weird. It's going to be the first year, like, after this. Like, it'd be the first year in 11, what, 11 or, or no. I'm doing math terribly. Uh, like, 15, 16 years with no Wade or Haslam on the heat. Yeah, I know. That's, I mean, it's going to be weird. Like, the NBA that we grew up with is, is changing. It's so. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's a, weird. Like, I'm looking at the Clippers roster right now for anything they could do to get get Jimmy Butler, and I don't see a good trade package in all of this. Like, no. Harold, Tobias Harris. Maybe Tobias Harris with some with somebody, but uh, Mike Scott, like, Sundarius Thornwell. They do have Lou Williams, uh, Gortat, uh, Beverly, Avery Bradley, but I don't see any of those guys being traded for Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, it, I think I think the best thing in all of this is Thibodeau going to the Timberwolves like three years ago. You know, getting these young players, trading for Jimmy Butler on draft night in a trade that like nobody nobody saw coming. Surrounding him with former Bulls, making just turning the team into the 2011 Bulls with Jimmy Butler, yeah. and then Jimmy Butler just saying. Nope, no, not doing like, it. I know, I know what you do to I, – I know what your minutes do to people's knees. Nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. And, I mean, I don't blame him at all, honestly. I mean, I don't blame him. Uh, what else? Oh, I saw a picture, like the Golden State pictures from Media Day, and people were saying that's Photoshop. It is really insane. Like, really boogie cousins. <laughs> like, boogie yeah. I, like that, that happened so long ago, and with the NBA being what it is, not nonstop year round, you go from finals to free agency two weeks later to summer league or to the draft and summer league, like almost immediately after that, you forget that that Boogie Cousins, who even isn't going to play until January, yeah, I know. Sign. And then, I mean, this could really be the last year that this team looks like this since. Him, you know, KD, Clay, and, you know, some others, you know, could all, you know, they're all going to be free agents come next July. So what does this roster look like after this year? This could be kind of their last year with their core. Although I feel like if they win, like, yeah. I feel like it's tough to break up a team. Like if you're going for, an, you know, another, you know, title, I think it's tougher to, you know, to break up a team. Like I honestly, this is going back a little bit, but the year that LeBron, left Miami, I, I firmly believe if they had won that that finals, he would have stayed in Miami because they would have gone for an, a third straight, in my opinion. Yeah, I got that feeling, too, where had they won, it would have been three in a row. He'd be going for four. Like, it, it, was, a, it was a four years in Miami that were booked exactly. by finals losses. So, I mean, I, similarly – you know, do the Warriors players walk out, you know, for more money? Do they go to different teams if they win this year and say, hey, we've won enough? 
or do they stick together and continue? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if someone's going to go, I think Draymond's a free agent this year and Clay's a free agent next year. I feel like if I someone's going to go, it's going to be Draymond because he doesn't get on that team, even even for the credit he gets, I don't think it's enough. Like he he is what makes that team go, especially on like the defensive him? end. Like offense, it's clear. Do you AD, like him as a player on defense? It's Draymond. Or as a do you, I mean, do, what are your thoughts on Draymond Green? I I go back and forth um, because he's that guy you love if he's on your team and you hate if he's on any other team in the league right. because of what he does. And I, it's hard for me to separate it as like a Grizzlies fan, but someone that loves the new version of the NBA that the Warriors have brought in. I hate and love him at the same time. And it's, it's weird, weird for me to think of him on a team that's not the Warriors, but I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, yeah. not, I go back and forth. I hated him at Michigan State. I'm gonna put that out right. I could not stand his ass at Michigan State. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he—it felt like he was. Yeah, he was. I mean, for them, he was like Ohio State's Eric Kraft. Like you felt there for seven years, and it was only four, but you felt like you. And watched if he him was, if so Eric Kraft was on your favorite you, team you know, you or on your so team, you loved him. But if you were playing against him or your team was playing him, you couldn't stand him. He, I mean, he was one of, yeah, true. Well, on one, on one end of the court, yeah, offense, exactly. it was like, oh, hey, Aaron Kraft has <laughs> exactly. Hey, we'll we'll sag off. He's like Rondo on that end. He's Rondo on that. Clay yeah. Thompson, like um, on ball defensively. What else is going on? The other, on? It was uh, so okay. So I don't know much about this new mascot. So what what's going on? Tell me about this. What's going on? I'm Googling it right now. Have you not seen Gritty, the Flyers mascot? Oh, my God. And, like, he will give people nightmares. What the hell but is this? It is the funny – like, Are his you Twitter account's the funniest thing. <laughs> what – I don't his know. Name, it. His name – I don't know. I don't know what it is. It looks like kind of like Slider mixed with, is, like – like Slider, the Indian's mascot. His name is with, Gritty. Like, a beard Pure, and just unadulterated like nightmare fuel. He is. This is ridiculous. Join us and welcome. Yeah. The Flyers tweeted out. Join us and welcome the newest members of the Flyers family. Gritty NHL. I'm looking up more information because this is. He is the things. Like, his eyes like bug out of his head. They go like wild. Yeah, like they bug out. I think they can go. Like I think they're just kind of like. Oh my God! His his father. Look, right at this the same is the time, NHL website that says this. His father was a bully, so naturally he he has some of those tendencies. Talented but feisty, a fierce competitor, known for his agility given his size. He's loyal but mischievous. The ultimate Flyers fan who loves the orange and black, but is unwelcoming to anyone who opposes his team. Legend has it he earned the name Gritty for possessing an attitude so similar to the team he follows. In facts. <laughs> I mean, that's a great release because that's what Flyers fans oh, are. And it's hilarious. 
their mascot That's Philadelphia is exactly fans a overall, fan. let's be real. Just, you know, not appearance. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, the if you're not a Philly fan and you're there, I'm pretty sure they, that at the, at, uh, and they let you the know Eagle it. Stadium, they, yes, and they have, they hold court in the Eagle Stadium because their fans are so unruly. I'm pretty sure they have a judge on site. That's how wild they are. I'm just kidding. I have love for I have yeah. love for some Philadelphia fans. I just I can't stand all teams. I I hate everything about Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only, the only Philly team I don't mind, and it's just because of who they have is the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, people like, ask me who my I NBA team is, and it's like, oh, I guess that man is I just guess the, the Sixers, best. Since that's like my hometown. Like, well, that would be my hometown team. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I'm not really trying to follow them. I guess that would be the closest to you. <laughs> Here. <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah, exactly. How are you? I'd follow their G League team before I follow the actual yeah, NBA the, team. Oh, my God. The Magic are they're a mess. <laughs> they are winning a mess. Or the Magic do right so now. So, we got, we got Major League Baseball playoffs coming up. We got teams clinching their, clinching their spots. Yeah. Yeah, I've been so know, far behind on I know baseball. The, athletics the Red clinched. Sox have 106 I know they clinched. They That's clinched. about all I know about the baseball. Yeah, they season. clinched the wild card spot, so they will take on the Yankees they, in the one game playoff, and hopefully yesterday. knock the Yankees out. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. They do. That's gonna be an inter- that's gonna be a good one game playoff. I think the Indians have the AL Central wrapped up. I'm trying to look at I'm pulling up standings here for Major League Baseball. So we got Red Sox 106 wins, 51 losses, and at the bottom of the AL East is the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles with 45 wins and 111 you losses. Just quit. You just like, they you are know, 60 just wrap and it up. half games out. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a – hold on. i got to look at what the record for mm-hmm. most losses in an MLB season is. Right yeah, so the – Or most wins, or least amount of wins, or however honestly, I want to look. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I can't that. Uh, the Cleveland that's Spiders it. went 20-134 and 134 in 1899. Which – Eighteen ninety nine Major League Baseball. So, um, if you count if you count just Major League Baseball since when since whenever that was actually set into place because it was actually after that, uh, the New York Mets won sixty two mm. games. That's the least in Major League Baseball no. in Major should, League Baseball. No. no. And the no, Orioles are not, not going to catch that. Yeah, so, I mean, all the spots are locked no. up. So Boston, right. Houston, right. and Cleveland have all locked the up their divisions. The Yankees and yeah. Oakland have clinched their wild card. Yeah, it's done. The AOs are Oakland, New York. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm Boston excited for that one. Cleveland, Houston. Um, 
that Cleveland-Houston matchup is going to actually be really good. All the Yankee fans are starting to talk, you know, mad trash, saying, like, even if they, they don't get past Donaldson. Oakland, you know, they'll just laugh at how Boston will choke in the playoffs. I don't think so. I don't think so this year. Not this year. Who's your MVP? Over every past Boston team that's that exactly. the favorite. This one looks different. If you got... Oh, it's Mookie Betts. It has to be. He's, I think he's leading the league or close to leading the league in almost every category that you can. He's, exactly. he's going to win the gold glove for center field or whatever outfield position they want to give it to him because he's three of them. Um, yeah, I think yeah, he I has would, to win I would go with that AL team. MVP. And but, I'm, yeah. I bet they've also got the Cy Young with Chris Sale. The only, the only guess the I would take judge. otherwise would be if Kluber wins it. You know my, you but know those my thoughts my on two, this guy. <laughs> only two people I would think that can win that. Mr. Strikeout or no, Mr. Home Run. I don't run. think it can be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, yeah, what, I see that. So and I see that, like, at the, National see here. the Rockies are the right Braves there for the wild card. Spot. I'd rather them make it than St. Louis. I cannot stand the cards. Yeah, that surprises me. Yeah. I'm surprised the Pirates are 500. And even though they're probably out of the wild card shot being seven back, like... Their owner, until their ownership starts to care more about with, the team, with they, they will not prosper. They're, they're, just, they're just not going to prosper. I mean, they're just... Their ownership just does not care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And then uh, even just looking at it, the Nationals are so far out, and it's weird to think that a team with Bryce Harper and Ryan Zimmerman and some of the other guys they've got. Yeah, I know. Aren't doing um, better than they are, especially so, when they were like I mean, we probably, ninety plus wins the last two years. Before we do this next week, we probably have to catch up more on baseball so we can talk about this and be more relevant. <laughs> but in in the meantime, um, this NFL, this nonsense with the roughing the yes. passer has to go. Like this is it is this is ridiculous. Like starting with the Clay Matthews hit on Kirk Cousins with the Vikings, like, I just. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to even the preseason. Like, you see a guy get called for roughing the passer for tackling the quarterback before he could hand the ball just, in the middle of a play. Me, like, even watch, and they threw that a flag for that. And at even, this point, it's like, like they're just going to throw it for any – it feels like they're going to throw it for any contact like, to the quarterback. I felt like there was a flag on every play. Like, every any time, like, Fitzpatrick threw a pass, I thought they were – I was like, oh, there's another flag. There's another roughing the passer. Um I don't think it's going to change during the regular season. I mean, I don't think it's going to change during the 2018 season. Um, I, I just, I don't think yeah. there's anything they can do it at this point. Like uh, but that there could be, you know, amendments made, you know, they could, you know, they could talk to officials about how to, how to rule on it, you know, how, you know, when to throw flags, you know, to kind of 
combat this because it's making it unwatchable, quite frankly. Like, it's not fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, I mean, like, we were texting last night about it, and I think I, I tweeted out something. It was like, and it might have been even oh, Sunday night Patriots. watching whatever the Sunday night football game was. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah. But, like, I played, and this is going back, like, 12, 13 years, but I, I played defensive end in, in middle school, like, that the, some of these hits that they're yeah. throwing flags on, like that's how I was taught. You hit the quarterback if he still has the ball. Like you use your body weight to bring him to the ground, and if you can't, like, I mean, was it Gerald McCoy got a, a roughing the yeah, passer flag last night for I know. And then, I you know, mean, running into Roethlisberger like and the, as he's doing, he's saying, "My bad, my bad, on, my bad." You know, on Alex Smith, like I thought that was clean. <laughs> like that—that's a clean hit. You know, I, I I don't know, I don't know how else he's supposed to take him down. Like that that I don't, I don't know what yeah. else a guy's supposed to do in a situation like that. I really don't. And I mean, it comes across like, you know, as soon as the quarterback throws the ball, you can no longer hit him. And I mean, if I'm a, a 280 no. or 250 pound defensive end going full speed at the quarterback, and I'm you know about to tackle him, and he gets rid of the ball. You're going to throw a flag on me? I can't stop. You can't stop going full speed then. Like, it, it's just, it's setting these guys up to fail. And it, I mean, like I said, it's making it almost unwatchable. Yeah, well, there was the Miami, the Dolphins defensive lineman that tore his ACL because he was trying yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I just. Uh, I don't know. Was, I don't know what the solve is, but this is not it. Look, whatever, this, this is not it. Uh, it's almost as bad as targeting at the college level. Yeah. Yeah. At least they're, you know, I haven't seen as many targeting calls this year, and if I have, I'm understanding the rule a little bit better. With no. When they can pick the flag They're trying to protect quarterbacks. And some of those things, but this doesn't seem like it's that easy of a fix because this is gonna this is gonna take if they're gonna keep this rule the same way. This is gonna take at least fifteen to twenty years for these calls to be. It feels like for these calls to be understood better because every kid at exactly. the, the middle school level right now is learning these exact ways. The guys are still hitting the quarterback, you know. Up into the chest, like Clay Matthews did. Yeah, I mean, or he hit him face mask to shoulder. I mean, think how about that, it at the college level. Think about you know how these kids on these defensive lines are tackling. What, Most what of the hits that we've seen, do? like the sacks that I've seen, would be considered illegal in the NFL at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward and and, and how the game they either adjust the rule or how you know they adjust things going forward as far as how people are how you know they're allowed to play the game. Um, so speaking of the college games, there's a big one coming up on Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like everybody is saying it's going to be a yeah. shootout, but yeah, then I feel like fun. anytime somebody, like we predict it to be a shootout, it ends up being like 21-17. Um, 
24, 20. Yeah, it, it ends up feeling like an Iowa game, like a night game at Iowa where it's 21-17 like this last week where the, you know, you score the game-winning touchdown with 50 seconds left. Like I'm looking at the the schedule just for the top 25 this week, and West Virginia, Texas Tech is a top 25 matchup. Oregon and Cal. Every other Which Stanford, Oregon Notre Dame. Which Oregon should have won that game. Oh, my God. BYU, Washington. <laughs> or Cal. And it <laughs> I don't understand what that review was, but watching Oregon just kind of implode was, was kind of fun for me. I don't know why it was. I don't know. I don't have anything against Oregon. I don't know anyone that's ever done me wrong that's gone there. Any reason I would not be a fan of Oregon. So, but just let's see who who else plays this weekend. Oh, that USC plays was. Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Trying to. What else? Clemson, so, Syracuse. Okay. Four and overs. Four and over. Which is weird that Syracuse is four and four weeks into the season. I think Stanford gets it done at Notre Dame. I think Bryce Love goes off. <clears throat> yeah, I think they're a better team. Even though Notre Dame made the quarterback switch that I think everyone kind of saw coming since the Michigan game for Notre Dame, like, like, Wimbush looked good against Michigan, and then he hasn't looked good since. And, then, and they made the switch, and, and oh man. the kid goes Honestly, for, I think, it was like five I don't touchdowns. Call the, I'm not going to call the Ohio State best team, because I, I don't know. I, I, like, I, I don't know. I don't, like, honestly, like. Yeah, that one's going to out If it's a shootout or if it's a defensive Big Ten struggle, like, it's going to be close. Because well, and then my I other question is, like, is don't Urban trust Meyer going to let to his staff get call the game on offense? Is he going to rely on uh, Kevin Wilson and Ryan Day, or is he going to intervene, and are we going to see quarterback runs? Because I'll tell you what, if they revert to quarterback runs, it's going to be a long night for them. Penn State, I mean, Penn State can win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know that's what, absolutely I, true. And you that know, means, that's and another thing. You know, do they go to Martell. you know they talk about using Martell. The problem with that is the minute you bring him in, you know what they're doing. You know what they're doing. It's no secret. You know, he's you know, he's the zone read, he's the JT Barrett, you know, offense. So I just Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I do think Ohio State can run on them. I, you know, I, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh I think we'll be able to, I, re, I was reading something today that their defensive backs are all young. I think they don't have a returning starter in their secondary. In one corner, I think, you know, he was like their nickel guy last year at Penn State. Um, you know, he's he's back and he's the main, you know, he's the one-on-one guy for them. Um, but they keep getting beat a lot. And, I mean, I'm looking at our, our rece- Ohio State's receivers and Paris Campbell's got, you know, 19 catches on the season for 300 yards and five touchdowns. 
and their best receiver is nine nine catches for one seventy and three touchdowns. I so. think it's probably a combination. I don't of know goals. if it's McSorley just spreading this, the ball though, around um, or their passing game. A really mediocre passing game good. can get it done against the Ohio State back seven. The way they've looked, a mediocre passing game can shred the Ohio State secondary. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, the way they've looked. I mean, and I'll tell you, it's also going to come down to the play of the Ohio State linebackers because they've been terrible in run coverage this year so far. If they can't stop Miles Sanders, it's going to be a long night. Although I did see today, um, this could be interesting. Penn State's yeah, backup running back is now out for the year. Yep. No. Oh, that is sucks. he really? I, mean, I did not that, like, that. I, I, yeah, uh, Penn State running back Mark Allen out that, that uh, for really the season sucks. with an in- injury. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I saw that and I was a man. That sucks. Because, I mean, obviously, like, we just, you know, Ohio State loses Nick Bosa. And, I mean, there's speculation about whether he'll return or not. I fully expect he will. But you never want to see anybody to get injured. I mean, I really wanted both teams to be at full strength this weekend. No. No. Yeah, it says. Yeah, you don't want any excuses on either set. Either, either. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, God. That's that's terrible. Football story though. How about Virginia Tech? Yeah, I know that. Like, old Dominion stats on that game. That's a bad and, loss. And playing that's like a, that. I mean, that's that's embarrassing. That's. I know it was a 14 point game and they gave up a touchdown. Like, Old Dominion could have kind of like pick up a first down, you win the game. They were in that kind of situation. You know what's funny though? Their running back uh, ran for like a 40 yard touchdown. Let's see here. I mean, their quarterback um, for 500 yards. There was, a, there was a press release pertaining to a game weeks later and the communications team uh, kind of said that, let's see here. Yeah. So they basically, they were talking about, you know, in a, in a communication that Virginia Tech released, they were talking about kickoff against Notre Dame on the 6th. And in that article, they basically said the Hokies are coming off a, you know, they, they didn't know what the score was going to be yet. Their Hokies are coming off a blank win at Old Dominion. <laughs> so, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just Man. having been a student at Ohio State. Can you imagine uh, if if, if we do lost to like Old Dominion? Uh, like, can you imagine if like there. people would be burning stuff? <laughs> Campus would be on fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it was like. One of the reasons we had the handshake agreement with the MAC and, and the state of Ohio to play like in-state teams or MAC teams every year was because we lost yeah, one game. That's why we don't. I mean, honestly, that's why we don't schedule schools like that and because that was, that's the only yeah. time they've uh, ever no lost to the Ohio State. State like, never schedule App State ever. <laughs> Please never schedule. Never schedule. Please, I don't want that. We've <laughs> seen it twice in the Big Ten. I don't want that pressure. I don't, I don't want to be. I 
don't want to be at that game one year Bad. wondering if this is the year Bad that anyway, we do. Anyway, but yeah, so we got these big uh, games coming up this weekend. I'm going to Beaver Stadium. FCS Can't wait now. to be there. They're white out. I will say, as much as I cannot stand them, just because um, my whole family, except for my mom and I, uh, my dad's whole side, they're all Penn State people. So I'll be all around, you know, all of them this weekend. I am looking forward to it because I will say this, despite my distaste for that school and their team, everybody should experience a whiteout at least once in their lifetime because it is it is one of the best home advantages in sports. I can't even hate. That's what. That's what, that's what my brother told me. He went to the, the 2016 game um, with with Blocko, and he uh, he he told yeah, me like it's, it's dope. As much I mean, as he hates you them, just watch their students like, come in and, and hated the outcome of that game. That was one of the coolest drunk. things he's ever seen. Like 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 students should be. Uh, it's just well. I mean, the only thing I don't like about that stadium is it's all steel and metal. So oh, I mean, I'm so used to. You know, our home yeah. stadium is concrete. I mean, there's some metal, but I mean, it's, it's, it's held its charm from when it was first built. Uh, I mean, it kind of like, you know, an yeah. set or whatever, but the whole stadium just shakes. Like when they do their zombie yeah. nation, like the whole stadium just shakes. Like one, I was there and my first whiteout was 2005 and I will never forget Tom Bahali sacking Troy Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the quarterback? Uh, of it? uh let's see, 2005. Yeah, that's what I thought. That was the Daryl Clark. Was that the Daryl Clark game? That was. I, I mean, I just I remember that very, very clearly. Let's see here. Derek Williams was on that team. Uh, Terrell Golden. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that was Daryl. That was Daryl Clark's freshman year. Okay. Lionel Sargent was on that team. I mean, I'm probably, I'm naming people that, you know, people that didn't follow, you know, Big Ten football probably don't. Oh, yeah, it was Anthony Morelli. (laughs) (laughs) But we lost to Anthony Morelli. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I get the the losing to Daryl Clark. He was good. Oh, you know, no, no, you know. It wasn't Anthony Morelli. Anthony Morelli was a sophomore. It was Michael Robinson. You mentioned Smith though because I've like yeah, Michael Robinson was pretty good. In, well, okay, that's not as bad. Yeah, I am glad you brought up Troy Smith though because for the last twelve years, I've held that Troy Smith is the best quarterback in Ohio State. Does history. it after? Um, I, I need don't to feel see that what he does. Anymore. I need uh, at least it's not a yeah. it's not a runaway anymore for me. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is right there now, and it's four games. And I know it's it's Oregon State, Rutgers. I just need to see Tulane what he does. Tulane, like this weekend, I think could seal it. Like man, if he goes on the road to a whiteout and else. puts on a clinic there, I could. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm ready to say it now. But I mean, like Chris Wells was saying it, like Beanie Wells. Yeah. I mean, this guy is just ridiculous. 
I mean, I know we always talk about September Heisman. He has a real chance for a Heisman moment this weekend. Like an actual, like, okay, this kid's for real on a national stage. I mean, he already did against TCU, but I think this is even more so. I think this is a, this is an even bigger stage. But one way or another, I expect a good game. Yeah. I mean, we know it's not going to be what everyone hopes it is. Um, it's, it is how it is for them. They're going to, they're going to be themselves. All right. So I think that's, we've probably rambled enough for this week. So, hey, so, hey, it's National Voter Registration Day. So make sure y'all are registered to vote. If you're sick of hearing athletes, you know, pop off on Twitter about, you know, topics in your area or, you know, anything like that. Or, you know, if, if you feel strongly about things, make sure you're registered to vote. It's so important. And remember, if you don't vote, don't complain. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got no reason to complain if if you didn't have anything to do with uh, with who's elected or, or cast a vote in any way. Um, but, yeah, hopefully this isn't first and last. Um, and we'll, we'll figure out the, the technical issues, you know, going forward, and hope you all stay with us. Yeah, the, well, hopefully we start with, you know, more than just a couple people, you know, for those of you that that know us and enjoyed or any, listening to any part of this even, um, hopefully hopefully you found something in this you liked. Yeah. Uh, Give us it, feedback, please. Please. Please share with with people anything you liked. You know, have them listen to it. Um, and and we'll we'll try to get another one up hopefully, you know, early next week and uh and take it from there. But uh Go Bucks. You know, yeah, go Bucks. Uh hopefully Happy Valley is kind to you and uh more so the Buckeyes leave with a win. And, yeah, I don't uh, care if they're nice to me. Just be nice to my team. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Happy Valley's happy uh Saturday night for a small section of the fan base that's there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh yeah, so we'll catch y'all next week. We're out. All right. See you everybody.